XY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. Moose, a confident and compulsive hopeless romantic who is born to entertain. I think it's safe to say that if I wasn't a radio, I would definitely be a cop or an athlete. Breezy, a kind-hearted, semi-responsible 20-something who always wants to be the center of attention. I just feel like I have so much to do today. I have to go work out. And if I don't work out, I will spontaneously combust. I just know it. The number one hit music station, 98PXY. PXY Mornings, it's Moose, it's Breezy. Happy Tuesday, you guys. 65 for the high. We'll take it. Spring, hello. Yesterday, I think when we got off the air, Breezy had made mention that uh, this week is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And I know this is a topic that's very close to your heart. Mm-hmm. This is something that you wanted to touch on this morning. And I feel like with our platform, uh, there's no way we cannot talk about something yeah. like this that so many people go through and are diagnosed with and i know this is something that you've had a lot of ups and downs with throughout your lifetime is that right and still continue to um every single day and yes like you said moose this week is national eating disorder awareness week and it runs from uh yesterday february 26th till sunday march 23rd or march 3rd excuse me and when i say eating disorder i think that a lot of people think about it one way of anorexia or sometimes bulimia as well, but there's so many other ones that I've also struggled with of binge eating and being afraid to eat. And they're so they're they're constantly coming out with with new symptoms and ways for people to have disordered eating. Um, and National Eating Disorder Awareness Week really highlights the seriousness of eating disorders across the United States. And um, there's just some statistics that I want to share that are really heavy, and I, I do want to give a trigger warning before we go into it, because without knowing these, you wouldn't know the severity of eating disorders and how they really affect people. Right, that's right. Um, eating disorders affect at least 9% of the population worldwide, or 28.8 million Americans have suffered or will suffer from an eating disorder at least once in their lifetime. At least 6% of people with eating disorders are medically diagnosed as underweight. Um, Eating disorders have the second highest mortality rate of any mental illness besides opioid addiction, which is that that stat alone is like so insane because a lot of people don't understand the severity of like, oh, you just didn't eat or, oh, you're, you can't stop eating or whatever the case may be. And all of these eating disorders and mental illnesses are so severe, can be so severe, that people end up literally dying. Um, I, I know a lot of people close to me that have suffered and, and had been in treatment centers and been in feed, have had feeding tubes and the the vision and the story behind all of that is so raw and disheartening and sad. It saddens me because um, I was talking to somebody the other day that had gone to treatment for eating disorder, and she was like, "Yeah, just this within the past six months, four of the people I was in treatment with have passed away." Oh wow! Um, and and these are these these people are young too. Well, they start young. And then they progress and get older, but they don't have, they don't always have the, you know, nurturing in their body to, to grow and to be able to live a normal life because they don't have nutrients, um, depending on their eating disorder. Right. So I think it's important for me to share my journey, 
Um, although I've shared it a couple of times here on the show before, it it sometimes falls on deaf ears or maybe people miss it. Um, I've had an eating disorder since I was 18 um, and I've struggled with every eating disorder in the book. Yeah. Um, and when you're that young, you don't really realize what's happening and you can't really classify it as an eating disorder because you don't, you're, you're nothing's computing, nothing's registering. But, um, I do remember being a senior in high school, going into college and I was bulimic for about a, a year and it wasn't consistent, right? Like it wasn't like every day. And like, I think a lot of people look for signs of, are their teeth welding away or, mm-hmm. you know, are they leaving directly after they eat with me or whatever? Um, but it's a very private and personal disease. Um, and then when I got to college, and this is something you hid from your family for a long time. Yes. Yeah. And it actually, it's as sad as it is. They didn't even find out until I was on the radio. When you they, announced it for the first time. They found out with everybody else. And that's something that, you know, is really hard to swallow because my family is the closest people to me. Yeah. But it, it just goes to show how shameful this disease is and how private and personal it really is. And then, you know, when I got to college, I didn't really I didn't really do that anymore. I didn't really have a ton of signs of bulimia, but I... I was anorexic for about a year and I had a severe, severe exercise addiction um, and was working out like six hours a day. And I remember you told me that like when you and I first met and we were sharing things about each other that we didn't know to get to know one another. Which is so crazy crazy thing to do. Sitting there telling me she worked out six hours a day, did 26 miles a day on like the Elliptical. elliptical yeah and then after that i went and ran would, like eight miles and then you would just eat like a salad and, and cheerios and cheerios yeah. i'm like that's an ice yeah i can see that's that's uh you know that's and, a problem you know i did drop weight but it was like the most unhealthy thing i've ever done in my life um and you know i kind of grew out of that because i couldn't it wasn't sustainable it wasn't healthy um i was so lethargic and tired all the time and then a couple years passed and I ended up, uh, just three years ago, actually, getting diagnosed with, with a binge eating disorder. And I've been in, I was in treatment for that for three years. And this is something that I, I haven't talked about yet, but I just stopped that, that treatment. Um, I was in an eating disorder group and I, I raved about it till the cows came home. Yes. Um, but it just, I had been in it for so long and I really felt stagnant in my treatment and I felt like I wanted something different. And that's okay. But I, I will say the group served its purpose for me for three years. Long Met time. Met with them weekly yeah. for three years. Um, and just recently, last week, actually, I, I stepped back from the, from the group. But that does not go to say I don't have help or I'm not still in some type of treatment. And a lot of people who I tell that I go to so many different things and so many different appointments can't really wrap their head around it fully. Um, I have a therapist. I had a group therapist. I have a dietitian. Um, I have a trainer. Like I have so many people that are constantly keeping me and holding me accountable because I don't want to spiral. I don't want to go back to that place. And I don't think I can because if I do, it's, 
it I just I already know what it's going to be like and mm-hmm. I can't and or it could be worse. Um so being able to have people in your corner and people to talk to and I've been so open and honest about it since I started on this show and I think that's one of the most empowering things that this show has brought me of having a platform to be able to talk about my struggles with eating and my eating disorders and my body image issues and it's very hard and being in the public eye and people comment on my weight and my body and my face and everything all the time but they don't know the severity of what's really behind the curtain and what's really no, in my of brain. And most people don't because it's so easy today's day and age to just look at anything that's surface level. And it's hard because then, like I'm a woman and that's just like what people do. Right. You know, and you do have a really great team behind you and you have for a long time. And that includes your family and that includes myself and people right. here at the radio station. Right. That uh, will, you know, will always build you up. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people listening right now who are going to work or going to school that can relate to all of this. And they're all doing it behind closed doors. Nobody knows about it. Not their family, not their best friends, not their siblings, nobody. And so I think you doing this and using this platform is super responsible of you because there's a lot of people that need to hear it. The only reason that I'm even open about talking about it is because I know that it's going to help somebody. One, If it even helps one person or one person feels seen or heard on this week or any week, it's so important for me because I don't care if you're 15 or 55 struggling with an eating disorder. This is something that you are not alone on. And I want you to feel less alone because I've been there. I am there. Every day is a struggle. Although I've been in treatment for so long, which, I mean, three years isn't so long, but it's long enough to get a handle and a grasp on it. Yes. It's just, it's very important for me to to share my personal experience and make sure that people feel less alone. If anybody is struggling with this, I think the best thing you can do, I know there's a phone number that they can call. Um, Yes. um, For the eating... For the eating disorder yes. hotline, um, I can put all of those resources up on our Instagram, okay. um, and I'll be able to send you in any direction that you need to be, whether it be just talking to someone, treatment options, all of the things, because it's my responsibility as someone who suffers and has suffered from an eating disorder to make sure that you get the help that you need. Yes, and thank Breezy, I love you. Thank you for opening up. Uh, anybody that has listened to this, if you are struggling, you can use Breezy as a resource. Um, Breezy on Air, 98PXY Rochester. Go to the socials. We'll go ahead and we'll put all of that info up there that you guys can use um, if you do need it. Yeah. And um, we'll do that actually right now, going yes. into break. Uh, Breezy, thank you. I appreciate it. You're so that. welcome. And thank you for listening. I know it's a really hard and tough topic to talk about and to hear about, but it needs to be. It needs to be had. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. You got PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. Be right back. You, too, can be the center of attention. Call or text Moose and Breezy now. 585-252-9800. 98 PXY, the number one hit music station. 